Hey guys, before you listen to this show, just a quick note. This is a special episode that dropped a few months ago as part of the 2020 Salem Horror Fest. Exactly, Matt. Yep, this is our special Gremlin show. Big time Gremlins action coming at you now, but we wanted to just leave this little note at the top because you just wouldn't have any idea why we were talking about Salem Horror Fest and Halloween otherwise. Yeah, and it's not like us to put out something that's outdated, you know, so we want to put this little <laughs> message at the of top. Of course. We're, we're always so current. <laughs> Uh, those of you who were supporting us on Patreon got to hear this one a month early. So if the rest of you want in on those little extras, plus our monthly bonus show, where should they go, Jay? Patreon.com slash purple stuff. Correct. And, <laughs> and now enjoy our hour-long tribute to all things gremlins. Woo! Gang, you're rolling with Rockin' Ricky Rialto, whipping out the oldies on WKFL Radio, the sound of Kingston Falls, USA. Coming up next, it's the Purple Stuff Podcast with Jay from Sludge Central and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Hello, Salem Horror Fest. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. I am Jay from Sludge Central. And we thank you for inviting the Purple Stuff podcast to be part of your Gremlins extravaganza. Yeah, it's totally exciting. You know, Matt, it's uh, it's a Christmas movie, a horror movie, a comedy. It's all rolled into one. There is no genre that this beautiful film does not touch in some way. Exactly. Gotta be honest, you and me, we normally don't do this kind of stuff. We keep to ourselves with the podcast. But once we heard that Salem Horror Fest was doing Gremlins, of course we had to get in on that. What a special episode for us. A very special Purple Stuff podcast tonight. A tentpole event, as they say. Absolutely. We are going to stick with the OG 1984 Gremlins because the thought of trying to do Gremlins 1 and 2 in one podcast way too monumental way too huge to even fathom yeah we'd be here forever and uh needless to say we are both enormous fans of the original film do you remember the first time you saw it i do remember the first time i saw it my mom took me to see it movie city five matt this was such an exciting moment for me tiny little theater it's probably about a quarter of the size of the screens now (laughs) i saw it on video Okay. I mean, I'm sure you're in the same boat. You kind of go into that movie already loving it because you had Gizmo stuff already. Yeah, Gizmo was all around. They were really promoting the hell out of it. Yeah, we're going to touch upon some of that Gizmo stuff in this podcast because we're not really talking about the movie. We're talking about the stuff that was surrounding the movie. Products and promos and shit. Yeah, we're all about stuff. So (laughs) tonight we're going to be talking about all kinds of gremlin stuff. All stuff from around the periphery of the Gremlins universe. And I think you're going to kick us off, huh? I am going to kick things off tonight, and here we go. Number one. wheels are something else fat enough to take turns at full speed slick enough so when you jam on the brakes you spin spin big wheel with handbrake and fat wheels in back some assembly required big wheel by marks tonight matt i'm opening up with the gremlins power cycle from coleco i don't know if you're familiar with this thing this is a very very deep cut it's something that i am familiar with now but wasn't as a kid this was a rare item This is my Gremlins Grail piece. And let me quickly preface this pick with the fact that it's based off the big wheel. And essentially, 
the power cycle was a competitor of the big wheel, right? So the big wheel was like kind of like a more fun kid version of a tricycle. And it was like made of plastic. The power cycle was like beyond the big wheel. Exactly. It took things to the next level. It was almost like NASA technology in a big wheel. Was it really or was it just that the pedals clicked? No. So the thing was, the reason why there was a stigma of it being that kind of next level technology for a big wheel is because Coleco made it. And when you were a kid and you heard Coleco. If Coleco was involved, you knew, you just knew that there had to be some sort of small wires running through that little bicycle. You don't strike me as a kid who actually rode a big wheel. I had the Knight Rider big wheel. Oh, power cycle, oh, man. I'm so jealous. I always wanted that thing. Oh, God, Jay. It was everything you could imagine. So I'm surprised you didn't like ride it for 30 seconds and then get bored with it. Well, it, well I, I did ride it for 30 seconds, but I rode it multiple times for 30 seconds each. <laughs> I would say I rode that power cycle thing a good dozen times. <laughs> and then it sat like in the shed for three years. Yeah, then I tried to like rip the kit part off the handlebars so I could bring it in my bedroom and just sit my ass oh. on the floor and play. <laughs> and that's one of the best things about the power cycles is that they had licenses that were incredible. All the big popular things, like you said, Knight Rider, uh, Ghostbusters, G.I. Joe, all that stuff. So they had a gizmo power cycle and the hood ornament like on the handlebars was gizmo's head. Giant gizmo head. Yes. And the eyes opened and closed. So essentially when you're pedaling the power cycle, his eyelids pop open. That's just over the top. Because if you think about it, a gremlin's power cycle featuring a giant gizmo head was enough on its own. <laughs> oh my the God. The fact that they took this extra step to make it a blinking gizmo. Oh my God. It was, it was like he was alive or being controlled by the master puppeteers on the movie set. Exactly. Now, if you had given me the Gremlins power cycle, not the Knight Rider one, of course I would have ridden it more often. Just yeah. to see like Gizmo come alive. <laughs> so I think this is probably one of the most phenomenal pieces. Like you said, neither of us had even like realized it was out because none of my friends had it. I never saw it in stores. I never saw it in a catalog. It existed, though. It's out there. I felt like evil Knievel on these things. I had some near-death experiences. I had those last-minute wipeouts where I would, you know, abruptly hurl myself onto the grass so I didn't kill myself. Yep, yep. Thinking about it and going back, it really makes me want this item. And I realized, like, I'm not going to be able to ride it. Ride it or afford it. It's a fucking fortune. Yeah, it's probably about, like, $3,000 right now. I want an adult gizmo power cycle. That's going to be my mission in life. I feel like I never wanted anything so bad in my life, aside from like Phoebe Cates. First of all, this is like the holy grail, like you said, of Gremlins collectibles. The idea that you might have one that fits adult you, that is, uh, that's just beyond. <laughs> Number two. Clint, would you mind if I showed you my cool gremlin collection? No. Yeah, look, this is what made me think of it. Box, you know, I thought, yeah. box, gremlin cereal. Yeah. See, I have gremlin mm -hmm. cereal like that. I see that. Is that yeah. really good? Gremlin. Oh, delicious. From, from the hit movie, yeah. Gremlins. Yeah, look right on the back here. It says, star of the new movie presented by Steven Spielberg. Gets his name even on the gremlin cereal box. So back in 1984, Pee Wee Herman made one of his annual Halloween appearances on Late Night with David Letterman. Absolutely classic appearance. This was like pre-Big Adventure Pee Wee when he was like even more eccentric. Yeah, totally. Love that. So he's there, he's wearing a devil costume and it's all just like usual crazy banter and whatnot. But at one point in the segment, he shows Dave his entire Gremlins merchandise collection. He does. Little teeny gremlin, like this. La 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 la. Yeah, that one. Then you have this cool gremlin right here. Look, look what this one does. La 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 la. Gum. It's a gum He showed gremlin cereal, which we're gonna get to later tonight. Yeah. The LJN bendable stripe. The LJN non-bendable stripe. 
the stripe gum dispenser i don't know if you caught that one it's like I did. Stripe is, yeah it's like stripe is pregnant and he gives birth <laughs> to gumballs it's very interesting it was great there are gremlins candy heads from tops we talked about those on a recent show plastic heads filled with bad candy right gremlins water hatchers i know you're a big fan of those amazing what were those, Jay? So basically, the pods that spawn the gremlins, those kind of gross, slimy pods. Yeah. They have tiny little, a gremlin and a, I guess a mogwai, both inside the pod. And they grow if you hit them with water. I have the water hatchers. I still have my jarred stripe from this. Yeah. It's got to be what? Two, three inches tall now? <laughs> no, it's seriously like, it looks like nine ten inches easy really yeah that is much bigger than i expected enormous (laughs) and then the the last item was the best of them all it was the giant posable stripe figure from ljn at the time that was like as close as you could get to owning a real gremlin yeah that was totally accurate for the time 12 inches tall gemstone eyes tuft of white hair it was the thing i wanted most as a kid just a few years ago, you actually got me it for Christmas. I did. I, w- I was excited to give it to you because I know how much you dig that figure. That is probably one of the coolest figures from that line. It is. It's barn on the coolest. In fact, I'm looking at it now. And it might be even bigger than 12 inches. This might be a good 14 inches, Jay. He also, by the way, Pee Wee name dropped Elvira. Yes. And he, he made a crude joke about her, the rascal. <laughs> anyway this segment it's on youtube if anyone wants to look it up peewee is hilarious and as far as the gremlin stuff i think pretty much all of it this was the only time it was advertised on television yeah peewee should have got paid for that because he advertised every gremlins thing on the on the market at that point gremlins water hatchers on fucking letterman that's something (laughs) ben look yeah. That's, that's a big gremlin. So you, you got a lot of dough tied up here in your gremlin uh, stuff. Yeah. Huh? yeah, I love my gremlin collection. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number three. What's cool this year in Halloween costumes? Madonna, Chanaris, Minnie Mouse. As you can see, everyone has their own opinion, but it seems that cartoon characters, superheroes, and rock stars are the most popular costumes for today's trick-or-treaters. All right, Matt, I want to discuss the gizmo masks and costumes that came out during the release of the film. Okay. Gremlins, obviously, massive hit. It carried over to the merchandising and toys like we were talking about. Kids wanted to dress up for Halloween as these characters, gremlins, mogwais, that whole thing. Of course, you had your standard issue, Ben Cooper, classic masks and smocks, that whole deal. Right. But but I, those I, were not like you You mean, like we said in other shows, you weren't really dressing like the characters in those outfits. But I want to focus particularly on the company called McCall's and Don Post. So Don Post, obviously the masters of the masks. We've talked about them on the Purple Stuff podcast before, but they had latex mask versions of Gizmo and the Gremlins, but they also had like deluxe versions. So you would have Gizmo with the actual fur, real imported, genuine Mogwai fur. I saw that. And, you know, it's funny because I think there are actually like 18 degrees of quality in the Don Post Gremlins mask collection. <laughs> like you have some that look like you'd buy at Walgreens. And then some, like you're mentioning here, they come in these big, magnificent boxes and mm-hmm. like they're like the size of cars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the full body costume by McCall's, you can actually find that like all over the internet. That costume, it's almost like if you had it, you could do an appearance on like a float at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Let's just say Gizmo had his own float. I know that appeals to you. Uh, He would probably be doing like a song and dance number to Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go because that was the big hit in November of 1984. (laughs) Gizmo doing his Mogwai chant to the tune of that song. (laughs) I would like it would be like fucking the the Joker makeup killing Batman 89. I would still be sitting here smiling. (laughs) In a Christmas story, Ralphie had the 
endure that pink bunny costume, that pink furry bunny costume. So in this case, if, if your mother demanded, go upstairs, Matt, put on that gizmo costume. To me, I'm running like a bat out of hell upstairs to change into that costume. <laughs> I tell you, if that was my punishment, I'd be breaking glasses every fucking day, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you, though. Yeah. So you're mentioning Don Post, and I totally remember those. McCall's. Now, if I recall, those were patterns, were they not? Oh, you had to make them yourself? I thought you did, and that's what frustrated me, because McCall's had awesome costumes, but I thought they were like sewing patterns. You may be right. I have no idea. But I'll yeah. tell you, when you look at that package, you just look up McCall's gizmo costume. Wow, that thing looks fantastic. It's less a gizmo costume and more a gizmo jumpsuit. It's like the mask is a mask, but the suit itself, like you just look like a giant. It's totally true. And, you know, if you want to relive this magic, you're in luck because the best mask makers around right now, Trick or Treat Studios, they have a brand new line of Gremlins masks. And this is not a paid advertisement. I sound like it, but it's not. <laughs> the, only, the only one who got paid was Trick or Treat Studios from Jay's wallet as he ordered two sets of their complete Gremlins mask collection. Great Halloween parties begin at Walgreens. Candy, party decorations, masks, costumes, makeup. Everything you need for Halloween fun now at Walgreens. Number four. The fun is back. Oh, yes, sirree. It's the 2600 from Atari. It's the video system with classics galore. From space invaders to cars that roar. A real hip joystick controls the screen. Solaris is hot and midnight magic's mean. And one more thing, it's got a special low price. Under 50 bucks. 50 bucks? Now, isn't that nice? The fun is back. Oh, yes, sirree. It's the 2600 from Atari. All right. I think we need to talk about the Gremlins game for the Atari, Jay. All right. Let's do it. Specifically, the Atari 2600. There was a, another game, I guess a little bit of a better game for the Atari 5200. Yeah. But it's this 26 version that really fascinates me. Okay. We've all heard the stories about how Atari's movie-based games, they were always rushed out. They never were quite that great. Yes, and we talked about a few of them, and it's it's pretty accurate. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you can apply some compassion. Like you understand that the technology back then was way more limited. You kind of give them a pass because it's a cool idea. Mm -hmm. That said, the Gremlins game is pretty rough, Jay. It's pretty rough. <laughs> it is. It really is. Split into two parts. On the first screen, you play as Billy, and your job is to catch Mogwais as they fall from the sky. And you're doing that so that they can't land on and eat hamburgers. <laughs> it is really weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, the game must take place after midnight, and you're trying to keep Mogwais from turning into gremlins. So I guess... Technically, it makes sense, though. I don't know where the Mogwais are coming from exactly. Oh, that's what you thought it was? Well, what the fuck else? Why oh. would I want to stop my beloved Gizmo from having a burger unless it was after midnight? He's on a diet and he can't have the hamburgers. Actually, if they were impossible Whoppers, he would be able to have them. Okay, I, I would understand that if it was simply Gizmo, but what about all those Mogwai pals? Are you telling me that every fucking Mogwai in the sky is on a diet at the same time? I just love that there's only really one Mogwai. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's only one Mogwai. And the burgers, depending on like how you see the game, like sometimes they just look like, I don't even know how to describe them. Giant, like if, if you go by the movie rule, there's just Gizmo, but there's 17,000 Gizmos falling from the ceiling. Yes, yeah, an endless supply of gizmos that rush you at various speeds. And if you make it past that screen, the second part of the game just has Billy shooting at armies of gremlins, like full-grown gremlins now. It's kind of like Space Invaders, but gremlins. Right. If you complete both of those screens, your reward is to do it again, and now everything is just going a lot faster. And basically, you rinse and repeat that process until you die. It is. An absolute fucking nightmare of a game. <laughs> it is a nightmare. But behind the hamburgers, it looks like a green head of lettuce. So then I'm thinking this whole diet thing actually holds water because that was definitely like a bowl of salad. 
you're really pushing this diet mogwai <laughs> angle tonight. <laughs> so let, let's look at it. They fall from the sky, which is sort of like exercise. Maybe that was Billy's plan all along. You're right. What he's doing, he's making them run for the lettuce salad sandwiches. <laughs> the lettuce wraps. The lettuce wraps. Yeah. Did you, I mean, I have to ask you, and I want you to be truthful. Did you hear anything I said after you brought up the salad burger things? Yeah. What else did I talk about? You talked about how it was kind of like Space Invaders. All right. Well, I guess you, you can multitask then. The other thing is that the noise, I don't know if you noticed, when he catches them, the noise, that 8-bit kind of classic Atari sound, very satisfying. You know how, like, they do the whole ASMR thing? For me, that's very satisfying, that sound. Okay, the sound is satisfying. Once, twice, maybe 10, maybe even 30. <laughs> but if you get pretty good at this game, it's like... Oh, God, it just stays in your head forever. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this. In your research on this game, did you read about the fact that there was a, another Gremlins game that was going to come out, which was going to come out a year later, like an arcade cabinet? You know, I did see something about a, a Gremlins arcade game. By that point in the night, I was just like, I put enough into the Gremlins universe. I figured I'd <laughs> save it for another day. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about it <laughs> so the the game was way more advanced gizmo's riding around on his gizmobile they also have the kitchen scene where the gremlins are wreaking havoc and the music was obviously way better because it was like the next advancement of 8-bit music but it never got made and uh there's video on the internet you could see some footage of how the game was going to look and it looked really really good Oh, wow. I'll definitely have to look that up. I mean, when you were describing it, I wish you could have seen my face when you said Gizmo's riding around in his little Gizmo mobile. <laughs> like, my whole face just dropped into, like, uh, oh my God, what am I missing? sheet of gremlin stickers by mailing 12 high c drink box labels or six high c 46 ounce can labels to box 4700 monticello minnesota offer ends october 15th you're gonna love high c matt i'm very excited for my next pick and that is the gremlins high c promotion <laughs> aka the gremlins gaff as i call it the gremlins gaff you say yes and let me tell you why so right off the bat I can't stress enough that high C, obviously a staple of our childhoods, the both of us really have an affinity for this drink. The sheer variety of flavors and the superior taste and mouthfeel was really just head and shoulders above the competitors at that time. I agree with everything you said. I have to bring up again that you have this tendency to describe liquids with the term mouthfeel. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm, I'm still just like, what is going on in your mouth? That it's, this is what you cling to. It's like liquid silk. If you had like silk bed sheets, but liquid form, and you, you were able to drink it, that's high C. I guess you're not wrong. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fruit flavored, obviously. So fruit flavored silk. So let me get to the point. The point is the fact that high C did a promotion with Gremlins. What they did was they gave away a, a free sheet of stickers, and they also did a poster. And those were really cool promotional items that you can get if you mail in the labels. It was like the best sticker sheet you could ever see. Right. Poster was double-sided. Poster double-sided. Yeah, one side was Gizmo. The other side was the Gremlins. It was really cool. Yeah. The mail-in premiums were great. But let's talk about the elephant in the room for one second. And that is Ecto Cooler, right? Obviously a brilliant tie-in. A couple of years before that came out, they dropped the ball, in my opinion. They let an incredible opportunity slip through their fingers. So I said to you, what would your high C drink tie in? Gremlins themed. What would your idea for that be? 
Okay, so yes, you, you did give me some warning that you were going to ask this question, and I, I gave it considerable thought. Okay. Bear with me. Gotcha. Mega Madness Root Beer High C. Whoa! Whoa! Let me set it up for you. All right. So, of course, you remember the scene in Kate's bar where all the gremlins were getting drunk on beer. Yes. And one of them was breakdancing to Mega Madness. Man, yes. that song. You know yes. Yep. Yeah. So, we can't give kids beer. So I am doing Mega Madness Root Beer High C. The high C fruit juice with no fruit. That's genius. Probably tastes gross, but <laughs> tell me you wouldn't have been all about oh, that. I would have been all I would have been all about Mom, that. We're all out of Mega Madness Root Beer. I'm a huge root beer fan. And being able to act like an adult, like I was drinking beer like at the bar when I was a kid. I mean, obviously you don't want to condone that now, but when we were kids, that would have been cool. Yeah. Inspirational. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. Thank you. I'm glad. I, I did, like I said, I put real work into this one. I had no, like a fucking really? legal pad going and everything. Pros <laughs> and cons of Mega Madness Root Beer. I like what you've done here. <laughs> Needs improvement. Yeah, it's good. All right, what do you got? All right, so my idea, and I don't know if I'll be able to top that, but my idea is a little bit more elaborate, right? So uh, when we were kids, the high C came in different packages you were able to get the juice boxes for your lunch and stuff yeah, like that yeah you get the juice box size big cans so i want to talk about the big cans the manual can opener it's like a metal piece with like a triangular edge and you would press it down into the top of the can on each side to open it up yes yes i, I not the thing that opens the whole can the thing that punches it right right you punch a, a triangle into oh, each that side. satisfying little punch <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you pop that open, the big can. What happens is they have to retool this can because in the middle, there's going to be an aluminum separator. So it's going to be two flavors in one can. Okay. Okay. What we're going to have is Gremelon, like Gremelon almost, but it's melon, right? Gremelon. Gremelon. Yeah. Gremelon. It's not going to be watermelon like everyone expects. It's going to be honeydew melon. Jay, I don't think there's a thing about this that anyone's expecting. Yeah, it's going to be honeydew melon and it's green. And then on the other side, go with me here, right? Because uh -huh. there's a split. So you got the green side, the gremlin side. I got you got green gremelin on, on Gre the left. And then on, the one on the other side, the other side, mogwai iced tea. And it's like a light brown tea to match like part of Gizmo's fur. So you got Gizmo side and the evil gremlin side, right? And each color symbolizes the characters. So you're getting a little snack, pour yourself a little shot of gremlin, and then boom, clock strikes midnight. You're feeling a little anxious, if you know what I mean. Then you pour a little, and then you're a gremlin, badass like midnight. <sighs> okay. That was legitimately the most berserk that shit thing anyone has ever told me i want to see if i if i could even tell you what your drink was now that i've heard it you have a giant can of high c with a aluminum divider down the middle so that you could pop it open using very specifically the can opener with the triangular edge yes. on each side yeah on the left side is gremelin but it's not watermelon. It's fucking honeydew. <laughs> and on the right side, in a very light brown color meant to evoke the fur of a nice little mogwai, you have high sea iced tea. Yes. Jesus Christ. I mean, what do you want me to say? That I'm not into it? Of course I am. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> You want me to say that my my little idea about the fucking root beer is better? Of course I won't. You want to say that I, what I brought to the table was somehow better than a fucking dual can, dual flavor, mongoose slash gremlin, aluminum divider, special goddamn can opener, gremlins high C? I won't. Uh, oh, so damn you, high C. Give me what I want. <laughs> I need Gremelin slash Mogwai iced tea. I'd like to thank 
as a treasured Christmas gift. Keeping out of the sunlight. Turned into the craziest holiday. Keep him away from water. The Peltzer family ever experienced. Don't ever feed him after midnight. Next. What is it? Start the new year off with a Steven Spielberg presentation of Gremlins. On New Year's Day in 1989, Gremlins got the nod for NBC's Sunday Night at the Movies slot in prime time. Awesome. You remember the NBC Sunday Night of the Movies thing, right? Very big deal. Throughout our childhood, that was probably the number one place to see big movies on network television, especially for the first time. Definitely. Broadcast TV premieres were so huge because we had seven channels. <laughs> exactly. And of those seven <laughs> channels, like only four or five of them really counted. Yeah. And uh, we actually had to get up and turn a knob to change those. Jesus <laughs> Christ, wild. <laughs> to give you some perspective, both Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi premiered on broadcast TV as NBC Sunday Night Movies. Big, big, huge deal in its day. Right. Don't know for certain that the 1989 broadcast of Gremlins was the first airing, but that was the one that meant everything to me. This is January 1st day. Remember, this is your last two hours of Christmas vacation. Yeah, but it was also the horizon of new things. Oh, are you kidding me? January 1st was so depressing because you're coming off like 10 days from vacation from school and you're about to go back and it's like homework again. You're not thinking that it's a fresh start. You're thinking it's back to hell. <laughs> it's, it's true. And Gremlins, like on this year in 1989, I'll never forget it, it was in the fourth grade. And it was like, I held on to that broadcast because it was like extending my vacation just for those little extra two hours. Mm. So those uh, network broadcasts, you know the score. They trim the gore. They maybe add a scene or two that's not in the theatrical cut. Right. This one, there's a scene where Billy and Kate find uh, Judge Reinhold in a in the, bank in vault. The bank, yeah, in the bank vault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. But I mean, back in the 80s, that was the only way to see stuff like that. It's not like you had DVD special features with uh, audio commentaries. You're extremely late for work. Captain Clippon. Kate. Gerald, are you all right? They almost got me, but I outsmarted them. I locked myself in here. If you grew up and that was the one that you saw, then you always think, well, how come I'm watching this other version and he's not in the bank vault? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He has, that character in the theatrical cut has no resolution whatsoever. No. <laughs> uh, Looking back now, of course, what really puts the NBC Sunday Night Movies in their place in time are all the uh, TV commercials that came with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, just amazing tons of throwbacks here. Yeah. And this person, uh, Retro TV and stuff on YouTube, actually uploaded all of the commercial breaks that were part of the 1989 Gremlins broadcast. Wow. What a trip it was to watch that. Oh, God. Yeah. It was like taking the DeLorean. Yeah, they had ads for McDonald's and Coke, but like really old school ones with these cheesy jingles that would never sail today. Yeah. Promos for Willow, promos for Unsolved Mysteries. So good. I thought it'd be interesting for each of us to look over the commercials and pluck out our favorites. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's a good idea. All right. Should I start? Yes. All right. She's got a like real silk from the Orient. Well, I want her. I 
So that was a commercial for Legs Sheer Energy Pantyhose, Jay. <laughs> Is it sheer energy or sheer elegance? Uh, I, I mean, uh, you've seen this pantyhose. I would say it's both. <laughs> Uh, the thing was back then legs pantyhose they came in those awesome plastic eggs they were like giant sized plastic easter eggs yeah I had sisters my mother too of course I would take those eggs and they would become like spaceships and jails for my action figures (laughs) you can't tell me that you didn't do that too I didn't know what they were and I don't think I ever really did anything with it but when you mentioned them to me a few years ago I'm like you know what man that sounds so familiar there's a part of you, I would say like more than anyone in the whole world, there's a part of you that has a reverence for these things. I do agree that I seem impossibly fixated on the packaging of Legs Pantyhose from 1987. <laughs> and the very sexy, sensual cover of She's Got Legs. Yeah, there, there was that too. I mean, even without the eggs, this was worth bringing up. <laughs> ZZ Top must have been sick to their stomach. <laughs> ZZ Top? Are they a Frenchman now, Jay? <laughs> ZZ Top. ZZ Top. <laughs> okay, so what was your favorite commercial? Okay. Next time you get heartburn, consider yourself lucky. Because now Rolaids comes in assorted fruit flavors, still calcium-rich, sodium-free, and as effective as ever. Assorted flavored Rolaids. Relief never tasted so good. My favorite commercial from the lot was Rolaids. And you might be thinking, well, why is he even bringing this up? But as a little kid, I just didn't understand the concept of what Rolaids was because I was a little kid. I didn't get heartburn. I didn't no, know what heart. No. You know, I didn't know what we heartburn. We had no. We're here antacid, and it was like, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm not full of acid. What the hell's acid? So you're watching the commercial, and there's fruit dropping from the ceiling, almost like in the Atari game <laughs> that the Mogwais were falling yeah, from. So, yeah, same so, same pattern directly into the bottle of Rolaids. And then they start talking about how these are calcium rich. They have fruit flavors and you knew it was all important. Yeah. A super like Wonka-esque experimental candy. Yeah. So they sound like the absolute healthiest candy ever. The tagline is relief never tasted so good. It's like a Starburst commercial almost. Or you might as well just put a talking tree in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh! <laughs> Man, so of all the commercials, we ended up with antacid and pantyhose. <laughs> kind of a random pick overall, but those NBC Sunday Night movies, they meant a lot to us, and I'm glad we can count gremlins among those memories. Yes. And now we continue with Gremlins, starring Hoyt Axton and Zach Galligan. Number seven. Are you hungry? Hungry as a gremlin? Here's gremlin cereal. Gremlins, gremlins, bite after bite. What a tasty way to satisfy a gremlin appetite. Gremlins is a deliciously sweet, crunchy cereal that satisfies the hungry little gremlin. That's in all of us. Gremlins, gremlins, bite after bite. What a tasty way to satisfy a gremlin appetite. Gremlins cereal is part of this complete breakfast. Gremlin, yum, yum. For my final pick this evening, Matt, we have arrived at Gremlin Cereal. Gremlin Cereal. We had a fight over this one. Your basic Ralston job, they did the knockoff Captain Crunch cereal, much like the Batman cereal a few years later. Whereas yeah, it was like that, but I think the Gremlins one was better. It was kind of like a Captain Crunch, but in the shape of a Mogwai. They almost looked like Teddy Grahams in a way. Yeah, but they did have that certain mogwaiosity that you were looking for in your gremlin cereal. <laughs> mogwaiosity, yeah, yeah, they did. It was a big deal. Each box had a sticker inside, and they also had a promotion where you could send away for a gizmo plush toy. Imagine these are pets. It's fun to care for gizmo and never So I know you came into an unopened box of the gremlin cereal. Being able to find an unopened box of cereal from 1984 is pretty damn cool. 
Yeah, I mean, it was unopened. It's it's open now. <laughs> you think I can resist the charm of cornmeal magwais? I can't. And I did open it, and it's still going. I still have it, and I don't care that it's probably full of those little microscopic beetles. <laughs> I'm keeping it. Ew. <laughs> so, I mean, I love that, that you have that, because cereal is really important to me. And growing up, it was like the most prominent part of my day. And we got this one. Now, the reason why is because they sold it to me in such a perfect way. And they put freaking gizmo in the commercial, not 2D animation gizmo. They put the actual gizmo in the commercial. This was not repurposed footage from the movie. This was a custom gizmo gremlin serial live action shoot starring the real Mogwai. Exactly. So it was not optional to buy this. This was a must. And because Giz was so cute to kids and adults, it wasn't at all a challenge for me to get this. There was no conning involved. It was no, like, I mean, I, I think, I mean, if I remember the story that you told me, right, your mom actually wanted it more than you did probably did (laughs) the other thing the kicker was the fact that the weird kid from charles in charge with the mogwai ears and the weird thing is that i think he actually dresses gizmo in charles in charge i think it was might have been yoda because he had the big ears he had a lot of costumes today, okay? And no one's going to fucking go check season one. <laughs> Let me just say whatever the fuck I want. He was in Charles and Charles wearing a full body gizmo costume. And Zach Allegan came and knocked on the door at that precise moment. No, no. He was wearing a gizmo mask and the sheer energy stockings. Yeah. He asked Grandpa to go pour him a glass of high C Grimelin. <laughs> The theme song to the commercial is legendary, so I figured let's sing it for one bar. You ready? Okay. Okay. Gremlins, gremlins, fight after fight. I'm thinking, what does that sound like? It sounds like oompa, oompa, doopity doo. Only it's better. It's better, but they totally copied. Oompa, oompa, bite after bite. Let's say to satisfy your gremlin appetite. It's the same damn song. I think that we should do a retroactive lawsuit. I don't know. I'm on Team Gremlins. I hope they get away with it. That's it all about. Gremlins, gremlins, bite after bite. What a tasty way to satisfy a gremlin appetite. Gremlins cereal is part of this complete breakfast. Gremlin, yum, yum. Number eight. Hey, what is this place? Is that Gizmo from Gremlins? No, that's my Furby. He's talking to Gizmo. Grandpa. Me, freaking. He's a wise guy. But remember. I know, I know. He hates bright lights. No. Never feed him after midnight? No way. What then? Gizmo, he'll be your best friend. Gremlins Interactive Gizmo. Furby sold separately. Batteries not included. And now let us tell the tale of the Gizmo Furby, which came out, I believe, in 1999. Yes, Gizmo Furby, 99. This was an official Gizmo Furby, meaning that it was like actually licensed Gremlins item. I took this ferry into the city. I got mine from FAO Schwartz. I was all over this, Jay. Really? Wow, that's dedication. You have to remember, this was really the first new Gremlins product in years. It was. This was 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 long before like there were NECA figures or anything like that. Yeah, we're spoiled now, but we went through a long dry spell. Yes, yes, it was awful, especially if, like, you never let go of the movies, and we did not. Right. So if you've never seen the Gizmo Furby, basically it looks like a crossbreed between a Mogwai and a Furby. Would right. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. Yeah, and it had that TV commercial where they did the spoof on the scene where Mr. Pelter buys Gizmo from the antique shop. Very cool commercial. But what made it so interesting is that just a year prior, there were all these rumors that Warner Brothers had sued Hasbro because the original Furby already looked too much like Gizmo. Right. Yes. Which, uh, to this day, I'm not really sure where the truth stops and the stories begin. Because if you read a lot about it, you don't get like the 100% sure impression that there was any real animus there. It could have just been like maybe someone said something in an interview and then it blew up into like a legend. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I was thinking? It was, it was like the, uh, the the prehistoric equivalent of when wrestlers pretend to beef with each other on Twitter. 
let's let's give each other a, a little boost here. Have yeah. a big fight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of uh, embellished a little bit. Well, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but that's my read. And the reason it's my read is because I don't really think the original Furbies looks a whole lot like Gizmo. I was going to say the exact same thing because this thing didn't have any arms or legs. It had more like a weird beak. It, it, like, it kind of looked like a deformed owl. You know what it looked like? An owl in the shape of the legs egg. Yeah, I was going to say like an alien owl. That's what it reminded me of. And I'm not going to say there weren't passing similarities to Gizmo. I won't even say that Gizmo wasn't an influence, but it didn't seem like something you could successfully sue over. Right. I agree. But I would like to think that whatever happened with that is what led to the real Gizmo Furby, which, in my opinion, kicked off the entire revival of Gremlins merch that continues to this day. Do you think that kicked it off? Uh, I like to think so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They go for like $600 on eBay. No, they don't. <laughs> yes, they do. What? I have both the Gizmo Furby and the original Furby. If you have it like mint in box, then put it on eBay. I just saw one for like $600, $700. Okay, so if it's in mint in box condition, you get $600, $700. What do I get if it's in dusty, smoke stained, <laughs> smelling like reeking fire condition? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, that was our Gremlin show. Our big Gremlin show. We want to thank Salem Horrorfest again for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much. And we hoped everybody enjoyed it. We had such a great time. Yeah, I mean, a little outside the box for what people might expect when they hear Gremlins podcast, but that's our vibe, Jay. Yeah, exactly. And I think we should wrap up by trading some trivia facts that we came across. I have a fact for you. Okay, what's that? Stop me if you've heard this one. <laughs> okay. I figured out a way to connect Gremlins to A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Oh, man, really? You remember Will from the movie, the Wizard Master. Yes. I am the Wizard Master! There are a lot of reasons to love Will, but here's another one. The scenes in the hospital or the psychiatric unit, wherever that place is where Will is sleeping and the other dream warriors are living, mm -hmm. if you look super close, he has a vintage Gremlins birthday card tacked up on his bulletin board. Does he really? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As if Will, the wizard master, could not get any cooler. It's this beautiful card, bold colors. It's stripe holding up a big pink-ass birthday cake. <laughs> and it's like, of course, like the wizard master, he's like the perfect person to be getting Gremlins birthday cards as he's like 17. Oh, of course. Yeah. Just, that's yeah. like, that's his whole gimmick at that point. It's probably like a Hallmark, one of those beautiful Hallmark cards. It was a Hallmark card, in fact. And of all the Hallmark Gremlins products, and there are quite a few of them, it's the only one that appears to be rare. It's like, of course, the one Hallmark Gremlins thing I want is this birthday card that costs like 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that a greeting card could accrue so much value. But I'll tell you, if you go to the store nowadays, greeting cards are like six bucks. So it's not like they're cheap. <laughs> that is true. They have inflated quite a bit. They really have. All right. So that was interesting. I enjoyed hearing about that. I have a tidbit for you also. A piece from the script that never made it to the final film. And being that this is the Salem Horror Fest, I figured let's focus on some horror. And that is okay. about, yeah, that's about Lynn Peltzer, the mother in the film. She was supposed to lose her head. And I mean that literally. Oh, you don't mean like figuratively, like, oh my God, the cocoons <laughs> have hatched. Oh my God, they put on the Christmas record. Yeah, she was originally going to get her head cut off by the gremlins and it was going to roll down the stairs when Billy comes home i mean not to like pour salt on who i mean she gets her head cut off by the gremlins but then it was gonna roll down the stairs when her son came home oh god talk about timing jay can you imagine all the luck you walk in the front door and your mom's head is rolling down the flight of stairs that's pretty awful i mean 
Jeez. And the thing is, like, you could kind of see the switcheroo in the final product because I think, doesn't she do it herself? Like, or maybe Billy does while he's saving her. He beheads a gremlin yeah. during that fight scene. And she's real heroic in that. She's a real badass, you know? And I, oh, I, yeah. She's, she's uh, the original Linda Hamilton Terminator person. Like, I mean, <laughs> she fucking annihilates those gremlins. And if we were to go see that, actually, we did go to see it at Alamo. Uh, we went to yeah. see it on one of the anniversaries. Everybody's hooting and hollering when that scene comes on because she was real, real strong there. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, a couple of hoots, a couple of hollers. You and I, though, we were more focused on that person that was like two seats down eating that weird chicken slash glass platter. Anything <laughs> that – can I have everything on your menu that makes a lot of noise and stinks? <laughs> And that they have to, like, lick their fingers every two seconds. But I'm glad she stuck around, though, because she makes one hell of an apple pie, Matt. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. She, her apple pie is famous. She actually sent apple pie to New York, and they ate it despite someone sitting on it on the bus. That's how good it was. Freshly sat on pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, terrifying. I'm very glad that Lynn Peltzer... Lynn Peltzer. Lynn Peltzer. Does her name ever even actually get said in the movie, or do you have to like get a top trading card to learn that? <laughs> I actually didn't like. She's mom, though. honey, she's, and you. Yeah, she's Mrs. Peltzer to me. Like, if I was to see her on the in the neighborhood, can I get your paper, ma'am? <laughs> yeah, and then they opted for the more family-friendly, gentler, cute version. I'm glad they went the way that they did. But if you look at the material in the movie. It would be so easy to flip that switch and go for a more harder-edged horror movie. It's all there. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And that original script and the novelization is, like, way more hardcore. Oh, my God, the novelization. We really should have talked about that tonight, but maybe we'll do another Gremlin show someday. So thank you, Salem Horror Fest. We have had a great time here on the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from Sludge Central. And I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Oh, shit, Matt. Look over there. They're right here. They're here. Oh, holy shit. I think, fuck, I, fuck. I think we bored them to death. Oh, no. Ow. <laughs> They're eating me as well. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Well, that's a story. So if your air conditioner goes on the fritz or your washing machine blows up or your video recorder conks out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There just might be a gremlin in your house. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.